You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Remember, true believers, with great power comes great responsibility. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm a chunk. I'm Doge, and I've been like a father to you. Be a chunk to me now. It's so good. Yeah, is that a good, part, was that a good Defoe? Yeah. It's, very, oh, yeah. <gasps> it's not even a good Defoe. It's it is a, a good Defoe. Defoe. It's, it's a good it's a goblin. Osborne. A yeah. good gobby. Oh, yeah. Osborne. He calls him gobby. Gobby. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm Carter, and... You don't hunk anyone. That's your problem. I hunk my barber. <laughs> hey, while we're while we're passing out pretty decent impressions, yeah. that was not a bad JK. That was a really good yellow Eminem. <laughs> yeah, that's really once I found out he was the yellow Eminem, I knew where to channel yeah. the cheese. Just imagine that your skeleton is a peanut. <laughs> and now speak. Do y'all remember Santa that Claus? Eminem commercial? I think they still show it all the time where Santa Claus comes down. I was literally exist. just said Santa. Every oh, year. And, and they're like, they're like, he, they he is real. And then they, he's like, they are real. And they do exist. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yep. They do exist. That was a Carter. Classic. I'm glad that that's still around. Carter, why are you it? Well, it's it's funny. We, we bring up Santa and we got the holiday season coming up. Chelsea yeah. and I uh, are going to be making our first uh, fire in the Holi- hol- holiday season. Ho- say, holiday say, season fire. say the name, Starbucks. Christ. <laughs> Christ Mass. <laughs> Say the name. Happy we'll holidays. I'd rather uh, die. We'll be celebrating Xmas soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a natch. It's a natural, natural burning fire. fire. Flame. So there's Natty tiny, flame. There's a little oh, bit of anxiety in me <laughs> that yeah. are like, okay, yeah. is the flu open? Great. Do you have a fire extinguisher in your home? I do. Okay, good. There you go. 
So we're set, right? Hey, I'm just realizing that I definitely don't have a fire extinguisher. And I definitely was making fires on the reg last time it was cold. Hey, you should have a fire extinguisher. Is yours natural? Or was it Oh, yes. Oh, it's acoustic. Yeah. Acoustic? Is that what it means? It's natural. natural. No, it's natural. Oh, I was like, listen, I'm learning about fireplaces. Yeah, Carter's I, that was got an acoustic fireplace. That was almost something really cool for me that I was like, oh, <laughs> no, that I can't wait to flex that. <laughs> so no, how do you the, stack? The you how do you stack to open the up locks? The thing that you use to open up the flue is a flue stick, though. That is true. That is true. Is it true? Is it true? No. No. Um, how I was do you say, stack I use my hand. I was born with two flue sticks. How do I how stack, do you stack the, the locks? locks? <laughs> uh, starty. Starty on the bottom. A starter. Fireside. Yeah, and then a pyramid, a little triangle. Yes. So you got to go by one. You got to go by the Stephen King book. I, it's honestly two one fires for me. Two one. Yeah, because like I, I was working with bigger sticks. A, a lot of what I burned last year was branches and stuff that I cut out of my backyard. Was trimming trees. Okay, so. okay, 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 okay. Self sustaining. All about that homestead life. I'm a pioneer man. So I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of wood, but it's not split. Should I be splitting these? I mean, it burns better for sure. That's true. That's true. Okay. My fireplace is this gas. This is when I wish I was Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pull it, up, pull yeah. it apart. So this is, this is where I'm getting into trouble because I know… It's fun getting tiny, into trouble. A teeny tiny weeny baby bit about making fire in fireplace. And you've asked me questions as if I'm an expert. And now I'm recording my voice forever and ever and ever saying, this is how you do a fire in your fireplace. Yeah, someone's dad is like, I don't think so, Buster. Somebody's like, let me show my dad the podcast that I like. Maybe, honestly, maybe it's my dad. That's I a real honestly, possibility too. I, I struggle to think of a demographic that would like us less than dads, but maybe that's just projection. That's what they call dad or day afternoon. We made something for them. We made that for them. We talked about lethal weapon. We threw them that bone. Mel Gibson. Is in that. And dad's like Mel Gibson. They do. do they love him. He's like catnip. He's like dadnip. Dadnip. <laughs> which is also what you see at the beach. That's in my right. experience, dadnip is life cereal. <laughs> I like cinnamon life. I have you a box what? of that Wait, in my pantry right now. I, so my parents are coming for Thanksgiving, coming to mm-hmm. spend time in our home okay. with us. Oh, you're hosting? We're hosting. Whoa. Ooh, that's a big response. Why weren't you the it's, hunk for that? That's a big responsibility. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just needed someone else to say. I need to hear it from you. you gonna, but, are you um, going to cook the Turk? I at No, we don't, we're not cooking that. We're reheating the Turk. Um, mm. So my dad, I'm going to give you three guesses at the cereal that my dad would like to have. I said, what do you have for breakfast? He said, cereal. What do you think it is? It feels dad. It feels dad. It is not what has been said. Can we it's work together on this? Can we work yeah. together on this? Like extra okay. credit? It's, yeah. If you work together, it's only two guesses. Um, okay, but that's okay. That's safe. okay. That's okay. Do we think it has a flavor? Or do we think it has… It's dad because of the flavor being so plain? Or it's dad because it has like dried fruit or bran in it? No, I think it's got flavor. But I think it's subtle. So it's like a honey bunches of oats, honey nut honey Cheerios, Cheerios. Both of which I really Frosted like. Flakes or something. Um, grape nuts, raisin bran, dude. It might be raisin bran. Dude, actually. I get down. I honestly can get down with some raisin bran. Let's try raisin bran. Raisin Let's bran. Raisin lock bran. it in. I like raisin bran. Lock it in. 
Bing, 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 bing. It's post-Mason <laughs> brand. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the cereal my dad wants. <laughs> Great job. It's a little taste of mini Monday if you don't listen uh, to that. Have yeah. you guys have you guys seen like the Instagram ads and stuff for Magic Spoon cereal? Yeah, where it to, like, changes colors. No. Oh no, no, no. I know what no. you're talking about now. It's I supposed to like remember also there were spoons that changed colors in your mouth. Right, but those. Magic Spoon cereal is supposed to like replicate like your childhood. Like we got we we bought the like trial box and we got mm. flavors that are supposed to taste like uh, like Frosted Cheerios, like Fruit Loops, like Cocoa Puffs, like all the why, cereals why we ate as kids. Why buy cereals that already exist? Because these are are like not carby and not sugary. They're like oh. a little bit more complete nutrition. So they're nutrition. bad, probably. They're incredible. Really? They're very good. The Fruit Loop one tastes exactly like Fruit Loops. Magic Spoon, if you're listening, give us a promo code. I will sell your stuff for you. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I, I will, I will sign gross. up to become a distributor. If anybody knows the magic spoon, let us know. Yeah. Hit us. Did you guys ever have one of those bowls with the straw in the side so you could drink your milk easier? Big time. No, we were lower middle class. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sorry, man. Sorry to hear that. That's okay. I can't. Uh, I can't. We just I put milk imagine. in the cereal box. You had to eat all of it in one <laughs> sitting, or else it was gonna get ruined. It was a family thing. Friends come over. I'm pretty sure those bowls were like 90 cents cereal time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Or the, the thing you turn in the stamps from like box HTV. tops. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. For education. Box tops. We well, should review a movie. This can't be I'm, what this episode's about, right? Do we have a fun name for this series? We didn't discuss that actually. Uh, I would like to posit either Spider-Man mm. or whatever a spider can. You tell me, which do we like? Spider-Man. I was thinking something like, get me more pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. This series is called Crap, Crap, Mega Crap. I'll give you 300 <laughs> bucks for them. <laughs> I like Spider-Man a lot. Spider-Man is good. That's got great historical precedent because Spider-Man was a six-issue limited miniseries uh, where Peter Parker of Earth 616 crossed Now's over to the Jordan, ultimate universe Go, and Jordan, he met Miles it. Morales, but it's about universe hopping, right? Which See, is what the, maybe I, the new one's going to be thought, about. Do it, I thought a long time about doing the nerd voice to dunk on Doge, but I think I'd rather just let him do self-dunks constantly. <laughs> yeah, maybe that good. was a self-dunk. That could have been a self-dunk. We can just, we, can just, we all have the privilege the of a front difference. row seat as he transforms into a pocket protector. This is what makes <laughs> our podcast our podcast. And what makes our Discord a place to worship Doge? <laughs> yeah, dude, we've never have we ever talked about this on the show? The, the, I don't think we have. The, the Discord is like, oh, Grandmaster Doge, please at, give at us your Doge. wisdom at Doge from the having podcast. trouble sleeping. Please us, read Grecian novels. Give to us me. your wisdom, and then they're like, oh, Jordan and Carter, you guys, you can talk about it too if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Except Ooh. when it comes to Zelda, I get tagged in some Zelda stuff. Uh, I get tagged in like quarter, once a quarter. Hey, what makes you feel that way? I didn't agree. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. <laughs> Not true. No, uh, beginning our Spider Man series with uh, uh, the classic 2002 Sam Raimi vehicle, well, Tobey Maguire vehicle driven yeah. by Sam Raimi. Uh, this movie is, dare I say, a certified banger. It's a classic. It's, it's a, classic a classic in the same way that like, at least to me, the way it felt watching this to review, it was similar to how I felt watching. This is a wild thing. This is a wild thing. I'm going to say it. Watching a, a original trilogy Star Wars in terms of just like not influence on cinema, but although perhaps, but 
uh, more of a just like, I have seen this so many times that I can close my eyes and know exactly what's happening. So how am I going to acquire any sort of objective stance on this movie? (laughs) Well, let's not beat around the bush anymore. The movie we're reviewing today is 2002's (gasps) (gasps) Spider-Man. Doge synopsis so we can go. Go, go. This week's synopsis is written by Sumitra, which absolutely sounds like a comic book villain. I thought it sounded like a coffee. Sumitra. You think of Sumatra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our medium roast fall flavor blend Sumitra writes, Based on Marvel Comics superhero character, this is a story of Peter Parker, who is a nerdy high schooler. He was orphaned as a child, bullied by jocks, and can't confess his crush for his stunning neighborhood girl, Mary Jane Watson. To say his life is miserable is an understatement. But one day, while on an excursion to a laboratory, a runaway radioactive spider bites him, dot, dot, dot. And his life changes in a way no one could have imagined. Peter acquires a muscle-bound physique, clear vision, ability to cling to surfaces and crawl over walls, shooting webs from his wrist, dot, dot, dot. But the fun isn't going to last. An eccentric millionaire, Norman Osborn, administers a performance-enhancing drug on himself, and his maniacal alter ego, Green Goblin, emerges. Now Peter has to become Spider-Man and take Green Goblin to the task, dot, dot, dot or else Goblin will kill him. <laughs> they come face to face, and the war begins, in which only one of them will survive at the end. Wow, wow. that's intense. Thanks, Sumitra, but also of, just settle down, Sumitra. <laughs> Sumitra. I own like Don LaFontaine the energy. DVD, the novelization, and the video game of this movie. And I loved Same. all three. Same. I was telling <laughs> Jess when we sat down to watch this, I was like, I think there is about 30% of this movie I've never seen. And it's all on the sides of the screen because I owned the full screen DVD and watched it on my four by three television. So we watched it. I do own the I do own the Blu-ray collector set of all the Sam Raimi Spideys. So we watched it on Blu-ray last night. And I was like, there's so much extra stuff going on on the sides. Look at other side things. This was actually Doc Ock's first movie. He's just always in the sides. He's in it. He's always on the side. Waiting, watching. <laughs> I, uh, I know how much y'all and especially Doge love this movie, mm. and this superhero. And so I was trying to make you feel uncomfortable with the emojis that I reacted to, <laughs> things you were saying last night. <laughs> you were talking about Tobey Maguire. I did like the vomit emoji. But I, I… I thought you were reacting to the way he spelled it. No, and it could have been. I caught that this morning. I was like, why did yeah. anybody cry about this? Um, I did I did call him Tombas McSquire, which <laughs> is not good or funny, and I'm not sure why I said it right now. But, I mean, it's good. It's… I was trying to be tricky. Yeah, you were tricky, my man. So what do you think of him? So what do you think of him? You like him? I like him. Yeah, I just didn't have the same… So 2002… Yeah. I I don't know. I didn't have the same connection uh, that y'all did. But it's great. So I was eight. It's good. I was eight when this came out. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. This is like one of those capital M movies for me that made me love movies. I I owned everything Jordan's already mentioned. But… The two disc special edition DVD and some of my earliest memories are putting the the like bonus features disc in my <laughs> Do you PlayStation have a crinkly Two. Crackle of his plastic of his pocket protector. Do you guys hear some that? of my earliest memories are putting the bonus disc in my PlayStation Two in my bedroom and watching my little TV with a built in VCR, like 
every single behind the scenes thing of this, like figuring out exactly that. how they did this. Like this was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen at eight years old uh, or maybe 10 or so when I actually watched it. I don't remember if I watched it when it came out or not, but this in came out around the same edition, time. In the bonus features, do they address the mannequin that swings with <laughs> Kristen Dunst? Yeah, they're like, look at this great effect we did. They're really (laughs) proud of it. (laughs) This came out at the same time as like Attack of the Clones. Uh, I went to see E.T. the same year this came out in theaters. It was re-released in theaters for the 20th anniversary. Uh, This was about the same time I discovered Indiana Jones as well. Oh my gosh, dude. And so this was like, this was like completely like the bullseye time for me when it was like, I think this whole like movie thing might be might the most be interesting thing in the world. This might be my <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. I just remember it being so massive. Spider-Man is interesting to me as a superhero because I think really a lot of it might have to do with the, the dynamic of his superpowers mm-hmm. and like trying to have that translate to screen. Yeah. We haven't had nearly as many attempts at Spider-Man than right. Superman, Batman, all right. that stuff. Right? We've got the Christopher Reeves and the Gene Hackman, like, old Superman movies. And then, yeah. obviously, we've got all, all the Batman stuff. But, yeah, Spider-Man. So, when it came out, when this came out in 2002, I'm 14 years old at the time. And I I was so impressed. And it was kind of fun to watch back. And while there are the mannequin moments, I was like, I mean, this is doing what it was supposed to do in yeah. 2002. 100%. It's kind of like when we look back 100%. at Jurassic Park in the n- late 90s and be like, I mean, how on earth does this still yeah. look good? Right, Dude, that but, was 94. Early 90s, right? That's what's so wild. That's completely crazy to me. I'm going to say, I'm going to make some sweeping statements about the Spider-Man's Doge. I'm sure we'll have some stuff to say about it. Let me me finish the thought, but I'd love to hear. (laughs) Hey, hey, stick with that idea. That's going to be a safe bet this whole series. Yeah, let me me finish the thought, but I'm sure I would love to hear what you have to say about it. But so the the Raimi Spider-Man, the, uh, I don't remember who directs it. Was it Mark Webb directed the Amazing Spider-Man movies? Yeah. Um, So I feel like we have these three takes these three vibes and the the i feel like the amazing spider-man got the stylization of a lot of spider-man right in some ways of the comics like the the stylized vibe of a lot of it was correct there i feel like the tom holland spider-man gets a lot of um spider-man's like feats right yeah like a lot of what spider-man is capable of um, and I'm I'm a big Tom Holland Peter fan. I really like yeah. Tom Holland a lot. I think that pound for pound, it's the best on-screen Spider-Man. Um, like just overall, on a on a flat rubric, performance-wise, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sam Raimi's Spider-Man gets two things right to me. Um, that nothing else has yet. Uh, one of which is, um, Tobey Maguire just like is. Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, completely. Like he just is. Even 100%. even even in all the cheese. So Sam Raimi's Spider-Man gets the camp right. You know what's in weird? a way that nothing else does and it also gets This is the only Spider-Man iteration that gets the dynamic of I have to be Spider-Man first and Peter second or else people get hurt. Yeah. And I feel like we might be about to tiptoe into that in the MCU version. But this to me is the only one that really, really leans into and feels like it fully understands the dynamic of to be Spider-Man is to not really be Peter ever. 
this this to it, me it leans more into it. I would say yeah. homecoming, especially with Stark and That's Peter's a great relationship, him missing the party and yeah. and having to go and like we we get that, but I I agree with you. This leans the most into that, yeah. which I think is the most. That's a good point. I think the script for this is it's interesting because here's my super dump. Mm-hmm. The pacing of this movie is absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's pretty rough. The first hour is sort of an adaptation of the first appearance of Spider-Man Amazing Fantasy number 15. Uh, and it's kind of Peter getting his powers. And we we play that at the same time as Goblin and, and kind of create uh, parallelism from them. And I think we take that from uh, Ultimate Spider-Man issues 1 through like 12, basically. This is equally influenced by... The Ultimate Spider-Man, we've talked before on the show about Marvel launching the Ultimate line at the beginning of the new millennium to try and draw in new readers. And basically, they kind of just did a reboot over in its own universe. This is the universe that eventually gave birth to Miles Morales. And this is the universe that heavily influenced the MCU. I mean, in the Ultimate Universe, Nick Nick Fury was drawn to look like Samuel L. Jackson before Sam Jackson was ever cast. I love that. Like about eight years before he was ever cast. And so it's hugely influential on both these Spider-Mans, the Amazing Spider-Mans, and then eventually the MCU. Um, so this script, I think, does a good job really nailing the like interpersonal dynamics that Stanley and Steve Ditko are writing about, the really like soap opera-y vibe of like everybody yeah. in Peter's life kind of knows everybody else in Peter's life, and that mm-hmm. extends to all the supervillains he fights. Yeah. There's about 13 people so in New York City. Uh, and it's fun. It's awesome. I really, really love that. And that's a really essential part of the character to me. But the fact that Spider-Man doesn't show up at all until 56 minutes in this movie at, at what I incorrectly last week referred to as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is the it, Oscorp. It is, it's an analog for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's the Oscorp World Unity Festival. So it's the Macy's right. Thanksgiving Day Parade. And they have Macy Gray there to give us a further little tip. I laughed at uh, that, dude. That it was. Yeah. The, it's not the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but Macy's there. But Macy's there. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, the fact that that's the first time Spider-Man shows up and then we just blast through, like, like we have this montage, we blast through all of the Spider-Manning and then somehow build it up to this climactic final fight with the goblin that doesn't really feel like a natural evolution of the conflict in this movie. Right. That's going to be a super dump for me. I don't know right, how yeah. else you make a Spider-Man movie in 2002. Have yeah, that's what I was going to say. Introduce sure. audiences to the character, introduce yeah. them to uh, Goblin. And like, I don't think we can shorten any of the origin stuff. Like we can't. Well, and movies weren't good. Or superhero movies hadn't established yet a pattern of being able to resolve a conflict without killing off the villain. So if they could have, if they had a good way to keep Goblin around, yeah, that would have been better, you know, to continue that Mm -hmm. particular conflict. I'll also say to add on the, um, well, you know what, let's just do it like this. The, uh, the way that things beef between Spider-Man and Harry is so stupid. Like the fact that at that point, Peter's not just like, hey, I got to tell you something, man. Like, I know this is crazy and you yeah. really shouldn't know this, but just so you know, your dad was Green Goblin. I don't know why I'm honoring the wishes of a supervillain, the yeah. dying wish to not tell his son. I don't understand why I would do this. You don't even like your dad that much. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, my super dump, real quick, let me put that in here. My super dump is the Harry Osborne relationship with Peter Parker. Okay. Just in general, because it doesn't even feel like they're good friends. So, 
to let me, me. Let me add on to this. That's what I was going towards. I'm glad you said this. Yeah. My super dump is James Franco. Mm. He sucks in this. Yeah, he's And I, I do typically, we already talked a little bit in uh, Mini Monday about, uh, we, we understand that he's <clears throat> not a great dude. Right. Um, but I typically am a fan of his performances. I think he's a good actor. He's bad here. Yeah. Harry is flat. <laughs> his delivery of lines is awful. And I do not buy that he has chemistry with a single person in his life. Dude, um, I, I'll do you one better. I actually kind of think everybody's pretty flat in this movie, except J.K. Simmons and Rosemary Harris and Willem and Dafoe. sometimes Tobey Maguire, sometimes. I mean, there's Tobey Maguire reason, when his face is covered. <laughs> right, yeah. There are reason that, I feel like there's a reason that the first character from an older generation that we put in the multiverse of the MCU is Jameson. <laughs> the first sure. James, right? Oh, totally. Like that was meant to move us totally. because he stands out in a big way. And yes. he's supposed to, but there's a lot of characters that are supposed to stand out. But yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Dude, Aunt May, I'm glad you brought up Aunt May. She's fantastic. Um, She's no Marissa, Aunt May. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny. I love, I love the direction of a young Aunt May. I feel like it just makes more sense. It makes more for, sense. For Peter yeah. to have a young aunt. This is my favorite iteration of Aunt May, though. <laughs> this is exactly what she is in the in the comics, in the Stanley yeah. Steve Ditko stuff. Well, like she is the this, animated she's his series grandma, basically. is basically this as well. Right, right. Like it, it wasn't until really the ultimates, the ultimate comics that that Aunt May was ever aged down and given any sort of agency. And even then, she's still probably late fifties. Like yeah. Aunt May, I, like I actually prefer 90. it for a for a. From a storytelling perspective, for it to make sense, and because I loved Marissa Tomei, I really do prefer it. I do too. But yeah. I just love this Aunt May so is, much. Is OG Aunt May basically Alfred? Like, back at home, we'll take care of you. <laughs> it, yeah. Concerned if for the you. Difference, if, if Alfred had no idea why Bruce showed up with all the bruises <laughs> sure, over his sure. body. <laughs> yeah. yeah She's that. like, well, he <laughs> must have just had a hard day at school. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of mending his his cuts and bruises and costume, so if maybe Alfred not, was just maybe like, not. I, I made it, you I a it. sandwich because I love I you. It, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> also, just a quick update for everybody listening at home. It's that time of the Friday morning where the neighborhood black cat just sort of wanders through my front yard. Um, I heard that the day you don't see him is actually the day that you die. Yeah, I've, so I'm I've glad read, you saw him today. I've read that. I get I'm really glad you morning. saw him today. Yeah. Guys, I've been trying to figure out why this movie doesn't stand out as much to me because a 14-year-old should also very much love this yeah, yes. and have big memories. Here's why. Mm. It's because 14-year-old Carter the same year was watching Two Towers and obsessed. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So 2001 to 2003 was Lord of the Rings, which just absolutely changed my life. Right. And so yeah. I think that's why… <laughs> well, this has aged so much worse than Lord of the Rings. 100%. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but, almost nothing special effect-wise that looks good except Spider-Man swinging at night looks really good. It's a, it's a, it's a, to me though, this is a kind of charming aging though. I agree. Yes. Because it's like, yeah. agree. It they is did Quidditch. the best they could. He looks like the first, the yes, early Quidditch. That's what, that's yeah, what he absolutely. looks like. And it's bad. Big, big franchises in the early 2000s. Goodness me, we had yeah. a lot of them. That's a good point. And now, yeah. and now there's just literally like three. There's like two franchises right now, maybe three. <laughs> right. All vying for that top spot. No, I think yep. 
I think there is something to be said for the camp of this movie, which is Sam Raimi's like, it's, it's intentional. You know, it's totally intentionally. The like, camp of this movie will cause yeah. it to to be not ageless, not timeless, but just be okay no matter the time. It's like, to me, the campiness is a little bit like the like cel-shaded style of Wind Waker. Like Wind Waker. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like Toon Link where it's like that looked okay on game on on gamecube and it looks okay now but it's but just it's not ever okay. not ever aiming for looking amazing yeah so it's fine it's always totally. going to look like what it looks like yeah i completely agree can can i super pump yeah please so here's my super pump okay my super pump is danny elfman yeah my super pump is the composer for this film um, he is so underrated. I went back and was looking at everything that he's done. And a lot of the feelings that I got from Elfman's score brought feelings from other movies that I've seen before. Yeah. And I was like, why, why does Spider-Man feel so spoopy outside of <laughs> Willem Dafoe? Why is it so spoopy outside of… It's Elfman. The, this yeah. man whose face is a goblin. Sure. Yes. Um, and it's Elfman, and he's so great for this. Mm, he yeah, really is. I agree. I, I think something that was fun is Spider-Man, especially when you have, you know, the charm. We talked about it when we talk about some of our MCU movies is like the charm of Peter Parker is he's just a kid, right? right? Yeah, You're not going right. to get, until we get, you know, Miss Marvel probably in the next few years, we're not going to have another like kid that's on the crew. And so there's dynamics yeah. there that are super personable. Mm-hmm. And so to have that though, and have it feel like Elfman's score to me brought kind of a weight and a fear to yeah. to the movie that was fun and I think pretty necessary and probably has more credit for how serious superhero movies would end up becoming than maybe we have we can acknowledge. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Um, the score it's is like almost just, gothic. Yeah, yeah, it is super gothic, and he's. Been to Gotham, right? Danny Elfman yeah, yeah. was Tim. He's a Tim Burton guy. Yeah, yeah. And so he was. He did the Tim Burton Batman's, and they're so. There's some similarities there. That's almost. I, think it's so I feel like that's definitely why he got this gig, right? I feel like they were like he, he did the last big superhero stuff. Let's get him he for this one superhero too. stuff. Good, yeah, that's exactly. The, good, yeah. the last big good superhero stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The last one was like Val Kilmer and George Clooney, but yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Elfman. Has done. I I encourage the Chunkies. Honestly, it's too much to go over, and I don't want to make it a Danny Elfman podcast. But he's really done a lot more than you think he has. Yeah, in terms of that would be fun to do like a composer series someday. Oh, I would love it. That would be great. Like we could. could What if our next choosers' choice is is composers? Because we've done. Hey, we've done directors. Okay, absolutely excellent idea. This we're totally going to do that. Absolutely excellent idea. Okay, love that. I love this. Yeah, I think. There's a lot to be said for the vibe of a superhero movie. Yeah. And this this movie is Vibe City. Everything is fantastical. Even even the human characters are larger than life. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad y'all said camp early on. Because it's it's on purpose. 100%. Yeah. I think sometimes now… Yeah, I think now if we see camp in any kind of MCU movie or any superhero movie, it's an homage. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, do you remember when like Adam West was Batman? Do y'all remember that? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And, and obviously that's the 
the spirit of comic books is campiness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think there's um is Sam Raimi, is he still attached to Doctor Strange 2? I don't remember. Yeah, he's directing Doctor Strange 2. Man, that's gonna rule. Doctor Strange 2, we talked about it, I think, in one of our Marvel shows. It is almost certainly the like MCU Eldritch Cthulhu yeah. type of vibes. Multiverse of Madness is absolutely a reference to Mountains of Madness. I, I'll I'll bet my entire podcast paycheck on that. Uh, do you and know so like the, having uh, him do that, the like bring his like Evil Dead horror mm-hmm. camp roots mm-hmm. into that is going to be so fun. Yeah, do you know who the composer is for Multiverse of Madness? Is it, Danny Elfman? Is it Elfman? Is it Elfman? Yeah, get oh, out. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I, I I I felt like I willed it to be. I was bring me like, the elf man. I didn't look at this That's till excellent. now. I was like I, it has to be. Yeah, bring me him. the elf man. Goodness, That's me. excellent. Wow, I'm so excellent. excited for that. Excellent, yeah, I, excellent. And and obviously we're excited about that for the same reason that it works so well here. This yeah. is just a match made in heaven, I think. Um, yeah. And we get we get sort of like an overture. Which is not super common anymore. Oh, at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My favorite thing is how there's a, a B or a C section in that piece that changes every movie. And it's the villain theme. It's like mm-hmm. the villain suite. So the goblin mm-hmm. suite's like halfway through that little opening montage. And the, the Doc Ock suite will be there next week. Super, super cool. I love that. I mean, guy. it's a true, true overture. The, there is... Shout out Danny Elfman. Shout out Danny yeah, Elfman. <laughs> Hey, Danny. Shout out, man. Hey, Danny, we know you listen. And we see you. We We recognize your contribution. I love this suit. Yeah. It looks very, very good. This is a good suit. Did you miss the moving eyes? Uh, I like the moving eyes. What I miss more is I don't like in this suit that the head never moved. Like the mouth, there's no mouth movement. It looks looks like… Peter, because this is what they did, but it looks like Peter puts on a helmet shaped like his head, then pulls the yep. mask over the helmet shaped like his yeah, head. Yeah, there's a false jaw here. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's yeah. just, it's done much better later. The mask so it looks great. Yeah. I think though, like 2002 Spider-Man really did burst onto the Cinemascape because of what I said earlier on. It's like, we didn't really get attempts at iterations of Spider-Man no, for sure. and movies outside of just the funny, super campy, and a lot of times international stuff that we see at the beginning of Alamo Drafthouse movies that Spider-Man's in. Right. But it's like, I, 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 I am so pleased with the results of the risk that I think it was to just go oh for gosh. it. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it made almost a billion dollars in 2000, well, almost a billion, $840 million, but that's in huge. 2002 in 2002 money, that's crazy. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. And it, this is one of those two that it's like, there's a nostalgia to product placement which I think maybe some some generations would say that's a sad thing, but I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I totally remember Dr. Pepper. Uh, we were Dr. Pepper home for the Willis house. And of course, seeing that can when he's yeah. trying his web for the first time, I was like, oh my God. I remember Spider-Man stuff being all over every product that existed. Dude, the product do you remember placement the that web got me shooter was- that had the can of shaving cream? Yes, it was a silly dude. string. Yeah. Silly string, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing that got me was the singular billboard in Times Square. Did you guys see that? Singular, yes. It stood out to me. Yep. So what did Singular become? AT&T. It got bought, right? AT&T bought them in probably like 2007 or 8. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were making that Spider-Man money. For real. (laughs) AT&T was like, give me some of those webs. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it, uh, man, it, this movie, I mean, this movie changed the font of PlayStation for a generation. Yeah. Yeah. Like the PlayStation 3 font is this font. Is the Spider-Man font. It's the Spider-Man yep. font. Yeah. It's it's almost impossible, I think, to overstate the influence that this movie and its sequels had on superhero movies, on mm-hmm. blockbusters even in American cinema. Like it it is like it, it please do not hear me say it's Star Wars. It is not Star Wars. This is right. not Star Wars 1977. Right. It is not that big of an influence. But I think this is equally as influential as like Avengers in 2012, where sure. studios were like, oh, we can have a bunch of these boys fight together. Yeah. This yeah. was the And f- we're not. Like, it's unbelievable that, that this is the first time the studios are like, we can just make a bunch of movies of these boys fighting and yeah. print money. Well, I mean, this was huge for Marvel, right? When, yeah. did the, when did the X-Men movies come out? When was the first X-Men movie? There's one before X-Men this, was like, isn't there? X-Men was like a year or two. X-Men a was year 90, or two before. 99, I think. And there were <clears throat> plans to have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine appear in this movie. Wow. Uh, yeah. But they couldn't get the suit in time. They couldn't get his leather suit from oh. 99. And that's the only reason that these are not set in the same universe. Well, mm. meant to be. I think it's better that he wasn't. Yeah, I but think so too. too. Yeah, this is this is Marvel's big, like because forever we had, like I said already, the Batman and Superman stuff. So I think there was a, it. Kind of feels like when Iron Man burst on the scene. Yeah, like, people knew of Iron Man, but it was like I, I don't know, and I knew of Spider Man. Spider Man had a massive popularity, and and my sure. dad loved Peter Parker and knew the old, you know, banana. Which I think the first time we're getting the actual throwback the is movie. in the next movie, yeah. which is really fun. But yeah, I just uh, you're right, Doge. It has it has a huge influence on blockbusters in general, and obviously, especially uh, superhero blockbusters. Yeah, superhero yeah. blockbusters. Now it is time to head to shout announcements, which uh, is going to happen uh, right now. It's shout announcements. It's the part where we do the shout outs and make announcements. Shout out Patreon. Listen. We got two tiers, two tiers to this thing. For those of you that are like, I can't get enough of these chunk e boys. I got good news. At our $3 tier of Patreon, you get access to a special Patreon-only feed of podcast episodes, bonus episodes. The energy is wild. The consistency is not. And the beauty <laughs> is powerful. <laughs> it is so much fun. Um, and I think... The other thing that makes it worth it is for our vote series is, is you get an extra vote. You get to vote two times in every poll Twice. that we do. That's huge and genuinely has made a big difference in every single vote we have done since we started Patreon. Yep. The other thing is that we have a second tier, a $5 tier. And that tier, my friends, gets you an invite to a private Discord server with us your boys, and some other chunkies. There's discussion, there's box office ball, there's speculation. We have a Survivor channel. It's a blast. So if that sounds like something you might be into, I would encourage you to go ahead and stop might being and start yes being very good much. Dang, let them know. Wow. Wow. Let them know. What a call to action. This episode is the 363rd episode of Two Chunks and a Hunk. Mm. Sorry. So by Spider-Man 2, by the time we review that, and I'm sorry to steal that from you a little bit, Doge, but I think it was, well, well you, you can still talk about it. 
will have an episode for every day of the year. How crazy is that? Every day of the year. Now, we would not recommend consuming we wouldn't them recommend in that it. manner. We wouldn't you know recommend what? it. I would. It was like a two chunks challenge. <laughs> <laughs> every day of the year. Um, but we've been around for a while. And so if you like this podcast uh, and you like it enough to hope that it sticks around, just look at the library. Like it's, that, that doesn't mean we're closer to being done. That means we've got all the momentum in the world. I, I can't wait till episode 1,000. Like, what are we going to do? For looking down from our uh, Two Chunks Tower on the city. <laughs> Probably go we'll back and have a massive, massive celebration in the streets. But uh, please tell more people. I, we're kind of selfish here. And we've, we've got a lot. Of, we've been working a lot. We've been setting up the home. We've been doing it for 363 episodes times of hours. Ah, they're each about an hour long. Been a days, days worth of content. Let people know about this podcast. And if you like it, and only if you like it, review it. <laughs> uh, review the podcast uh, and rate it on iTunes. iTunes still is the powerhouse there for the algorithm. I want your hate that gets our name too. out I there. I'm, I'm yeah, it's I want to be clear. I want to hate mail. We would take love some hate reviews. Mail. Honestly, one of the coolest things, uh, one of the coolest pinch ourself experiences is when we find out that uh, the podcast is loved by somebody that we don't know at all. Yeah, and how it time. can just come up in conversation. And I think that's special. Also, we love hearing about how uh, maybe you view movies a different way or you watch movies more because of this podcast. Is not even That's not even the reason that we made this podcast to start. It was just, we just talked about movies all the time and loved that. And we thought maybe someone would be interested. But with as far as it's come, we'd love for you to keep pressing on and, and uh, let people know. It's time for me to let you know. In case you haven't figured it out by now, which no shame in that. Sometimes people miss obvious things. Next week, we're talking about Spider-Man 2, 2004. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. This is probably, it's kind of an ever-shifting list. This is probably in my top 10 movies of all time. Hmm. Certainly one of my like top f superhero movies of all time. I absolutely adore this movie. If you want to do a little bit of homework before we watch, you can take a look at uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue 50. The 50th issue of Spider-Man is a one-issue storyline called Spider-Man No More. Uh, we get a recreation of the uh, one of the most famous panels in comics of the Spider-Man suit sort of hanging out of a trash can with Peter walking away. We get that shot in this movie. This is one of the most influential Spider-Man storylines, and it basically is Peter saying, hey, I just want to be a dude. I don't want to have to do this Spider-Man thing. And throughout the course of the issue, he learns that he has the power to help people, so thus the responsibility. But it's a great read, and it's a great read, especially going into our watch of Spider-Man 2. I, I love that, Doge. I think you should give people that, that homework beforehand if you know exactly what they should be reading. I think they'd enjoy it. I don't like homework. Yeah. Homework is how I pay the bills. So <laughs> That's true. Carter That's loves homework. <laughs> I'm a big homework fan. Nerd. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess I'll go ahead and super pump just because I like coming out of shouting out since that hefty energy. Yeah, it's a big boy. Well, my super pump is Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Guys, y'all didn't pick him for yesterday's episode of Extra Credit. Yeah. But his number one credit is Spider-Man. Is it really? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's interesting. That is, that is not surprising. No. To What's me. his he, top four? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. That's so y'all named almost all of them. Okay. So Spider-Man, number two was the Van Gogh movie that he uh, was in yep. where he played Van Gogh. Yep. Uh, number three was Florida Project. Oh. And number four was Lighthouse. Wow. I wondered if the hunter would be up there. Where he plays the guy like hunting the, the last Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. Yep. He's Willem Dafoe is four-time Oscar nominated, Willem Dafoe. But go Has ahead. Has he never Jordan. won? Jordan, it's it's your nope. He's fantastic. Oh, um, Give Billy that statue. Come on. He is so good as Norman. He is so the particularly the Smeagol-esque mirror scene. Yes. Yeah. Those changes are incredible. Did you notice the false teeth he wears as Norman? No. When he's Norman, he has false teeth in that don't have the gap the, that he has in his front teeth. Yeah. I don't have his That's sharp canines. And when he's goblin in the mirror, it's his real teeth. What? I didn't notice that's that. Such, that's such a perfect thing. That's such a right. Willem Dafoe. It's such it feels a like sick cl- burn to Willem Dafoe to be like, hey, for the scary guy, can you use your regular mouth? Hey, <laughs> your mouth looks too much like the actual <laughs> devil's mouth. So for you to play a believable nice man, here's some fake good teeth to wear. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen somebody suck sweet potato casserole off their fingers in a threatening manner before, but uh, my guy figured it out. I what mean, Carter's pumps. Carter's hosting Thanksgiving, so he might see that. Yeah, that's true. It's, man, <laughs> we don't have that. Anyway, Dish. all that to say, his voice, his physicality, his face, the performance, he's just, the, he's the only option. So we all saw the new Spider-Man poster that released, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all saw that he is in the background of this poster, right? Do we know if it is he? It is definitely his suit. It's definitely Green Goblin's Power Rangers suit from this movie. Yes, 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 yes. I assume I mean, it's got to be that right? at some yeah. point it in the trailer we would have heard. I mean, is it? Ah, ah, ah. We heard his laugh, and we heard his laugh in the trailer, and we saw his pumpkin bomb right. in the trailer. Yeah. So he's defo, defo, defo in No Way Home. And the, I mean, there's a sandstorm in that poster, and there's an electric storm in that poster. I mean, so it's, it's like villains. All of them. It's villains out the. Web spinner. So, which to I be think fair, this we'll is talk about like, is sometimes the downfall of Spider-Man movies. So that is historically right, where Spider-Man's go wrong. It's where Spider-Man's is go to die. We haven't seen that yet in the MCU, right? It's true. So maybe, maybe they yeah. have to check this box too, or they have to. Maybe that's their flex. Is like, hey, closet. watch us yeah. do it right. Yeah. Watch us. It do, also makes yeah. it with all of the characters, right, and all the rumors. This feels like how, like. uh Civil War, like Captain America movies are actually Avengers movies. Right. Yeah. This could borderline Avengers here. Sure. I yeah. think. In terms of like scale of the conflict, mm-hmm. I think you're right. 
I think you're right. No, Willem Dafoe is fantastic, though. I think they actually I mean, cast they cast amazing. him and Franco really well. They they are a believable father son when Franco's not mm-hmm. actively messing up his acting. I think he gets better. <laughs> Stanko. I think, I think James Franco gets better as this. He does. Well, this is like his third. This is like his third big credit. Honestly, guys, it's like. James Franco feels like he's been around for the longest time, and he he hasn't. Freaks and Geeks was like late '90s. Then we have a big gap, and he does the James Dean movie, and then he does this. Yeah. It's really not a lot. And he's the only believable high schooler up. to me in this. Yeah, he's one of the youngest. Him and Kirsten Dunst. Dunst is twenty. He's twenty-four. Mm. McGuire's Jer- like twenty-six. Manganiello is like almost thirty. Yeah, yeah he's a he full-grown man. High schooler. Joe Manganiello. Okay. I'm a little fuzzy on this. At some point in comics continuity, Flash Thompson becomes Venom. Right. So Flash bullies Peter in high school. Uh, and then they they reconnect toward the end of college. Uh, this is after Gwen has died. Peter's met Mary Jane in college uh, and they're together. And, and they make up. They kiss and make up, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Flash is deployed uh, overseas in That's the military. Right. He's agent de- de- Venom, isn't he? Depending on when the comic is being written, sometimes it's Vietnam, sometimes it's Iraq. But he's deployed overseas and he loses both of his legs uh, in combat. So he returns uh, and then the government's like, hey, we have a special project for you. They grab him and they introduce him to the Venom symbiote. And he becomes Agent Venom, who is like a covert ops uh, military specialist. So yeah, he, he gets the symbiote, but not as a villain. It's kind of after the symbiote has been reformed and I think sometimes purified by anti-venom. Yeah, it's the, the symbiote stuff is is weird. weird and kind of annoying. Joe yeah. Manganiello eventually being Venom would have been so sick. It would. Especially we do with, get a reference to Eddie now. Brock in this. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, they talk about Brock being another staff photographer here. And uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about that eventually. Oh, we sure will talk about Eddie eventually. Brock eventually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, Joe Manganiello, I like him a lot now. I think he's a lot of fun now. I think he has a lot of fun with yeah. his parts. But here, it's just so douchey. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really, the high school stuff to me feels very much like we wanted to tell. It feels like we wanted to tell a story about Peter's college years about. Uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, in the comics, he goes to ESU. I'm not sure where he goes here. But a story about Peter's college years, like sort of the later uh, issues of the the Stanley, Steve Ditko stuff. and But we also had to show him get bit by a spider. And that mm-hmm. happens when he's, in comics, he's 15. Here he's 18 going on 30. But <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like a little bit. I think that's, again, that's where the script feels kind of disjointed to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I have a question. It it tough. A question. Speaking of old, old uh, Toby McGuire, Toby Mac, Mister <laughs> Old Man Senior. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, that joke is really funny to a very small subset. Yeah, of our totally audience, a I couple. Think. It's only a couple. <laughs> um, his face doesn't move <laughs> at all. His mouth does. His his eyebrows and eyes never move at Toby all. Toby McGuire. Yeah. Yeah. Except when His he's in the mask is. and hey, like MJ. part of it is ripped. Like, hey, it's me, MJ. Is he intentionally playing like way inside his shell, awkward Peter, and then more like extroverted Spider Man? Is that a directing thing or is he 
pretty bad in this. I, I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. I think it probably the intention was that he's a little more comfortable when his face is covered and he can be goofy. Yeah. And also, I think that Toby didn't have the chops for this quite yet. I think he gets much better. 100%. I think every single person, except J.K. Simmons, because how do you get better than perfect? I think every right. single person gets better between this yeah. and two. Yep. And then eventually, yep. finger guns, which is not <laughs> Toby's fault. Hey, nope. I think I, I have a lot of thoughts about that particular sequence. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about that. Yeah, I know. It's going to be great. I felt like a 14-year-old again. When yeah. he's trying his webs for the totally. first time. And I was like, I was quoting it. I didn't even remember knowing all of that stuff. But like, yep. fly. And like, <laughs> up, up, and away, go, web. Go, web, go. Up, yep. up, and away, web. Yeah, I was just like, okay. Big time. Remember doing this in junior high. Dude, I just, I just remembered this. And I'm so glad I did. Did the spider bike give Peter a big wiener? Because <laughs> in his pants for a long time. <laughs> a big Wii Sports remote? Yeah, sorry, my fault. Wii Sports controller? I mean… I don't know if that's what we're I, supposed to infer. Dude, I paused it and I looked at Callie and I was like, does that mean it affected his, his wiener? And she was like, yeah, 100%. Like, uh, uh, there was no <laughs> doubt in her mind that that scene was him being like, nice. Spiders have big wieners. I guess. His… Big Peter. Big Peter. Got a big Peter. Old, old Peter, Peter Larger himself. <laughs> nice. Uh, the webs. The organic webbing. Wow. I really thought we were going to have a lot more fun with what I 100% no, saw said, for the first listen, time. sit down. We got to continue class. No, he wants, he wants to nerd out. And I am, I am asserting myself confidently in saying that Sam Raimi chose to say that the spider bite affected Peter's genitals. And that's your super pump, just to be clear. That's, my that's super your pump. favorite thing about that's my that's favorite, favorite thing. thing. I love favorite thing in any movie ever <laughs> I love is that it. Peter Parker's <laughs> Peter Parker's uh -huh. Peter Parker explicitly was super powered <laughs> by the spider bite. Yes. Uh. <laughs> okay. Is there anything more you want to say about the Peter Parker? No, I think I about covered it. Okay. Last chance. Nope, still done. Okay. Organic webs. I hate it. Yeah, I do too. Hate it. It sucks. That they actually come from his body. They actually come mean? from his body. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. As like a that. kid, loved it, preferred it to uh preferred it to the like mechanical web shooters. Yeah. Uh hate it. Absolutely hate it. I don't really have anything yeah. else to say about it other than that. I think it, that made it me, sucks and it's the wrong know, choice. Yeah, because I didn't know much about Spider-Man. Organic webs is what I thought was the OG. Uh, I thought okay. that was like Spider-Man had organic webs. Gotcha. Um, but I guess you're, you're telling me it had always been something that was… It's always been mechanical. Not organic. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. Peter's okay. a brilliant scientist. And like on his own right, even without a spider bite probably would have ended up working for Mr. Yeah. Fantastic's Future Foundation or for Stark Industries. Mm -hmm. So he is a, but he is still like superhuman. Yes. Yeah. His power okay. is stick to walls and like agility, so precognition. Yeah. yeah. That I, like, 
borderline, like it's right in the middle of cool and very disturbing to have the zoom in of his the little hair. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, it's it's yucky. But that's, <laughs> that's the Sam Raimi like body horror thing. Yeah, I totally. love that Sam Raimi was like, can I make this? Can I make this children's character into a body horror movie? And Marvel was like, whatever works. We just need money. Yeah. Um, Congrats. One of my favorite. One of my favorite. Maybe my favorite representation of the Spidey sense, man. Yeah. The just like, that, like Matrix style. Sound. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. I mean, totally. They they saw the Matrix and they're like, oh, we could just do bullet time for Spidey sense. People are still doing yeah. that, by the way. Yeah. So. It's just so cool. I love. I love. This visual representation. I really love Tom Holland's hair standing up on his arm in Infinity War. Yeah, that's um, fine. He's on the bus. I think that's really cool. But I love seeing, experiencing what he is experiencing when it happens. I think it's really yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah, Completely same. agree. Completely agree, guys. I've been holding off on super pumping. Pump it. And that's because I can't figure out what I like best about this movie. I absolutely adore this movie. It's not like a great movie. I'm going to get that out of the way right now. But it is like there was something about it while I was watching it that I was like, this might be one of my favorite movies. And I think just because of it, it, I don't know if this counts as a super pump, but just like it 100% represents the moment that I was like, I think I think movies are for me. I think movies are my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... This was an, a 90% on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. I think a, a lot of people feel really favorably about this. This was... Uh, I remember like having the Lego sets of different moments in this movie. Like I had the the bridge awesome. scene. Uh, and then I also had the the like... The wrestling thing, I think there was a set of that, or maybe him like chasing Three a car. Minutes. Um, but uh, a few Christmases away. after this came out, my my parents got me. They made these like it was a little USB camera that plugged into your computer that had like Lego uh, studs on the bottom and the top, and you could use it to make little stop motion movies with your Legos. And so I made Spider Man and Star Wars stop motion movies with my Legos, like, and that's my job. Like I'm a I'm a wedding yeah, filmmaker yeah. now like it's it's totally like something about this movie ignited yeah. a spark that i mean this this sounds it sounds like i'm talking out my own web spinner right now nice. but it something about this movie really really contributed to making me who i am which feels like a weird thing yeah. to say about a like kind of campy cheesy 2002 blockbuster but I don't know, guys. It's really, really hard for me to nail down what is my favorite thing about this movie because that's like saying what's your favorite thing about like your family member. It's yeah. like I can't even. I don't know. Oh, so I my could super do that. Every, you about have every to, single though. family you member. Have I could to, name you are my favorite legally thing about bound. every single family member. <laughs> You're legally bound to give us your favorite thing, though. My so super pump. You don't have to now. My super pump is. Can. My super pump is Spider Man, two thousand two. Boo. 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 No, boo. Joes, you can't do that. Welcome to, and I'm not trying to. I'm, my, not I'm changing my super to, dump to the fact that Doge can't. Okay, even here you go. Break. Here you go. I, I found a way to, to verbalize what I'm thinking. You ready? I love it. My super pump is the gumption to make this movie. I'll take that. My super there pump is that they went for it. And because I'll they went that. for it and it worked so well, that has. Honestly, altered the course of my life. There you go. Uh, there you go. 
And like we've talked before a little bit. I mean, I think if you know movies and particularly know superheroes, you know a little bit of why this is its own standalone thing. Marvel was in a ton of money trouble in the 90s, almost went bankrupt. The only way they could keep the door open, because nobody was buying comics in the 90s, the only way they could keep the door open was to sell the movie rights to their most popular characters. X-Men and the Fantastic Four went to Fox. Spider-Man, after a bidding war, went to Sony. And the fact that Marvel was able to sell off those characters gave it the capital to keep the door open, keep publishing comics. They launched the Ultimate line, which sold like, I guess, hotcakes. That's the saying, right? It sold like hotcakes. Sure. Does anybody like under 60 cakes. say that? It sold like hotcakes, uh, which eventually gave them the capital to invest in projects like Iron Man and then eventually led to the MCU. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting to trace it's that massive. back. But But the gumption to say like, we believe in this character enough that we're going to co we're going to license him out and we're going to co-create co-produce this movie and because we believe it's going to help our company enough just the, the gumption yeah. all around to take this big of a risk yeah. the fact that it had taken so long for MCU to get to Spider-Man which we know a lot of it is legally i mean yeah. the majority of that is legal binding and then still having no X-Men you know that that was part of the risk of starting the MCU yep. it was like well we what they're not going to have Spider-Man yet yeah. Like no one got educated on the legal side of movie production companies as much as we did when Spider-Man yeah. was a big Exactly. There were so many that. conversations and, like, okay, contractually, can they what can they even use them for? I'm trying to So how out. do they get that? Yeah. I remember yeah. when there were chances that like we wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. There wouldn't be MCU well, Spider-Man. It's about every 10 months Sony's like, "Uh, ah, we're going to take him back. We're going to keep him." Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure that's the only reason they made the Venom movies is so they could keep their hands on the Spider-Man IP. Yeah. Well, it technically still belongs to them. Right. They're, he's yeah. Marvel had to license him back for stuff. And have to they have to basically Gosh. ask for every character. They're like, can we use Vulture? Can we use Mysterio? And Sony could at any point be like, mm, no, you have to use somebody else. That would be so stupid. But it's such a bad move on Sony's part. Yeah. Everything, everything Spider-Man is a bad move. After 2002 is a horrible move on Sony's part. Well, not after 2002. After 2004, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. It, it would be a bad move to not let Marvel yeah. do what yeah. they want. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's time to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, the same science that Oscorp used to create the special spider. Scientific cinema scale is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I am buying Spider-Man. It's a blast. It is campy. It is cheesy. In some aspects, it is bad. And I love every morsel. I eat it up. And uh, this buy is 60% movie-oriented, 40% emotion-oriented, but I am definitely buying Spider-Man. It's so interesting. This is one of those movies that ha had me really trying to dissect how I rate sure. movies. Because a lot of the times, too, it's like a sometimes ratings are fueled by just the the acknowledgement that it's it is a great movie and then not enjoying it though as much a lot as a lot of other right. people do so how much is your heart in there how much is the love what you love and then how much is just the critic 
I think I land at in understanding its influence and everything. I don't know. I think I land at a rent here. Okay. Um, it's a high rent, but it's still going to be, you know, in the history books, it still ends up being a rent for me. But it is so good. It just wasn't as much for sure. me and still isn't. Sure. And so that's enough to say, you know, it's not like everyone has to buy the poster for Citizen Kane <laughs> because it had a massive influence on movies. Right. It's just like, how did you experience it? And I have to go lean more on my experience with this. And I, I know that's not going to be the, the same case uh, in, in some more movies to come even very soon for me. But for this one, it's a rent. Fair enough. I'm going to buy the movie. I'm going to buy Spider-Man. I You're think only as a buying, movie, buying the poster? I think as a movie, it falls short of things that it would need to be to buy the poster. But now, now I look bad. It is a... For, for buying the poster for Phantom Menace. I thought this was going to be your Phantom Menace. It is. It's one of those things where it's like podcaster. watching watching it. It is less than I remember. The effect that it had on me is much greater than the quality of the movie itself. Sure. Uh, and so I don't know. I guess I don't know if that puts it at a, at a buy it or a buy the poster. I think I I buy the movie, but I buy the poster of the experience of being eight years old. And watching this movie, yeah, and like what that like I, I don't know, guys. I think I I buy the so your 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 brain is rating this one. Yeah, brain. My brain rating is buy it. My heart rating is buy the poster. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So what's the official rating? One more time for the people. Buy it. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, next week we will be continuing the Sam Raimi Spider-Man saga with the second movie in the trilogy, Spider-Man 2. Uh, very excited. Very excited for this. There's there's a reason Doc Ock was the, the first main tease and his, his arms are all over that poster. There's no yep. denying Alfred Molina will be in there. Yeah, this, this one going to be excited. a blast. Man, yep. Spider-Man 2, the video game, was so freaking fun. One of my favorite games of all time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like this every is... morning, every morning that summer, woke up and immediately played for like an hour. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because it was fantastic. Yep. One of the best early open world games too. I would say the best. That one in Hercules. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's like a old, old, old open world. Wow. 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 <laughs> so tune in as we continue our Spider-Man series next week leading up to the release of Spider-Man No Way Home. It's an exciting time to be a Spider-Man fan, exciting time to be a Marvel fan. I think this is going to be a fun It's exciting time to be a Two Chunks fan. I was going to say it. It's time to be a Two Chunks fan. Uh, also, next week is our last mini Monday before Hawkeye starts up, so buckle up. It's going to be a blast. We're going to be watching every single episode of MASH talking only about Hawkeye. So it's going to be a great time. <laughs> to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and which Spider-Man villain with no screen time that we would like. Have we done this? No. That we would like we to see on the big screen. Cool. I feel like we've done this. No way. We can't have done this. Yeah, I when guess we've done true. it. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and it's uh, the Big Wheel. The Big Wheel from the animated I could series. Have, I could have called from a mile away that you were going to say Big Wheel. It's the wheel. Big Wheel from the animated series. Uh, it's so much fun. It's so weird. 
So uniquely Spider-Man the Animated Series. Or a good shocker instead of the like 30 seconds of a halfway shocker we got. I'm Doge. Uh, I would really, really love a for real, for real Scorpion story. Mm. We got Matt Gargan himself as one of Vulture's goons in Homecoming. But the story of Scorpion is that Jameson hates Spider-Man so much that he pays for this experimental treatment, experimental process to uh, create basically a hero who could stop Spider-Man. And Scorpion finds Scorpion ends up trapped in this suit. He has to live his whole life in this Scorpion suit. Finds out that Jameson did it, and then relentlessly pursues Jameson. Tries to attack him. Tries to kill him. And Spider Man obviously has to defend and save Jameson. And their dynamic through that story is fantastic. And I I can't believe that that hasn't been at least referenced or hinted at. It's way too long of an answer to end the episode. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Scorpion, Kahia bug, and spider a bug. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Carter. I don't know much about Spider-Man villains. Uh, I will say Molten Man would be really fun. Ooh. But, but I'm going to say, because my goodness, one of the things that makes Spider-Man different, at least to maybe a lot of other super, he doesn't have very many female villains. Mm. Why don't we put Black Cat in here? Yeah. Why don't we have Black Cat be a villain and see what we can do with that? Would Felicia Hardy is in. Is it the next one? No. It, Felicia Hardy's in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Is that what it is? It's, uh, what's her oh, name? Do from, we get a Black? I haven't seen those. So we don't get her. We get, we get her Felicia. like alter ego. It's, it's what's her name from Rogue One. Oh. oh. Hey, yeah, the, I just, can't remember. Just so everybody knows, my actual name or my actual, my actual name, I am the Lizard Man. No. My... <laughs> My actual pick for real <laughs> jokes aside is Craven. It's 100% Craven, Craven the Hunter. Absolutely. But that's it's happening, isn't it? Um, uh, it's been rumored for a while to be Aaron Taylor Johnson, mm. but I have no idea. Wait, that would be okay. weird. He was Quicksilver. Yeah. Not, M- not MCU, though. It's one of one of Sony's very cool spin-off solo villain movies they like no. to do, like Morbius. No, 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 no. Yep. Yeah, nope. I think I think we should get a Spider-Man 4 in the MCU with Jason Momoa as Craven the Hunter. <gasps> wow. That would that, that would be wow. Give me Craven's last wow. hunt. Full on, just yeah. straight up. That's your script. It's already written. Don't change it. Wow. I would be very into that, I think. Goodbye, podcast. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.